0: With the Atlanta Braves signing Jackson Stevens, the 40-man roster is now full for the Atlanta Braves. Does that mean they are finished for the offseason? Hope you all had a great Christmas break, but let's jump back into the offseason for the Atlanta Braves and talk about whether or not the offseason is complete for Alex Nthoblitz and the Braves, or or are there more moves to come? We'll discuss all that on today's episode of Locked On Braves, so let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at ShortstopBall. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Brave. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. If you're new, we're approaching 4,000 subscribers on YouTube. That is just tremendous. Make sure that you hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell if you're watching this video. Help support the show a ton when you do that. Thanks, as always, for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. I do want to just remind you that we are in a period now where we're going to be posting three days a week, expecting a pretty quiet rest of the off season, and then we'll get things back going to five days a week once pitchers and catchers report, but it could be a pretty quiet month of January at least. And January is always one of my least favorite months of the year. I don't know about you, but it's cold. There's really no baseball going on. There aren't a ton of baseball moves to talk about. And even though it is my birth month, January is by far my least favorite month of the year, but we'll have a lot of great Content here to talk about. We'll continue to do miners Monday. We'll continue to do our Friday mailbag episodes, and we'll be talking about the upcoming season. Players who I think are going to have a big year, players who I think may regress. We'll cover all of that. So we'll have plenty of content here. But I did just want to remind you that we're about we're going down to three days a week. But do have a lot to get to on today's episode with the Braves, Atlanta Braves signing a Jackson Stevens, a signing that I thought always made sense. Um, The two, you know, obviously were a good marriage last year. I thought Jackson Stevens threw some big innings for the Atlanta Braves, you know, feeling the role that he needed to fill is that long reliever, that guy who could come in and mop up duty or if you were up big or down big, or if you ran out of bullpen arms and you needed him in the extra innings, as he did a couple of times, he was that guy that could come in and throw multiple innings for you. So. I just really that Swiss army knife type of role out of the bullpen that you know Josh Tomlin has played in the past as well for the Braves and others. I thought he did a tremendous job. Um, again, nothing amazing. He wasn't somebody you wanted to give the ball to in a, a must-win game in a one- or two-run game, but again, you need guys like that over the course of 162, and I thought Jackson Stevens did a tremendous job, and it just fe- seemed like a great fit with the Braves, he's a great clubhouse teammate from everything that you see and and heard. So, I really thought, you know, there was always a good chance that he could come back to the Braves. He gets a one-year non-guaranteed split contract, which means he'll make a prorated amount of $740,000 when he's in the majors during the 2023 season. So, Jackson Stevens comes back in with that, maybe the bigger Topic from that signing is that the Braves 40-man roster is now full. The other roster spot that was taken up, and I apologize, I can't remember if we touched on this to, or not, is that the Braves picked up lewin Diaz, who was formerly a pretty big prospect for the Marlins. It was the Orioles who DFA'd him. He actually has gone through a couple of teams this offseason and now finds his way onto the Braves roster. So their roster is now complete with 40 men now on that roster so let's take a look at the roster real quick and then we'll talk about whether or not i think if i think the Braves are done this offseason so right now you have 10 starters and some of these starters could potentially move to a bullpen role you have this is just alphabetical order colby allard ian anderson bryce elder max free charlie morton mike soroka spencer strider darius vines kyle wright wasgar Inoa. pretty solid group of starters right there that you could use this year if needed you need at least 10, eight to 10 guys that you can count on throughout the year to make starts for you in the bullpen nick anderson seth elledge ricela glacius joe jimenez dylan lee tyler matic colin McHugh, aj mentor Rodery munoz dennis santana jackson stevens michael tonkin and kirby yates again a really solid core of relief arms there some with some upside some who already have some big league pedigree with them so Really like the way the starters and bullpen are shaping up. At catcher, Sean Murphy, Travis Darno, Chadwick Trump. The infielders: Ozzy Albies, Orlando Arcia, Luen Diaz, Mon Grissom, Matt Olson, Hoy Park, Austin Riley, and Braden Shoemake. Really, the one area I guess you could say maybe needs a little bit more. You know, outside of Albies and and Olson and Riley, are not exactly sure what you have there. Would love some more infield depth. In the outfield, I guess you could say the same there as well, because we don't know what we're going to get from Rosario. But right now, you have Ronald Acuna Jr., Michael Harris, two guys that you trust the most, and then you're really hoping something happens, whether it be with Sam Hilliard, Jordan Luplow, Eddie Rosario, Marcelo Zuna. You know, whether Rosario bounces back and has a solid year, which I think he will. Um, you know, where Jordan Luplow becomes a solid platoon partner with him, maybe Sam Hilliard. Figures some things out. The Braves can get him going. You're really just kind of hoping that something clicks in that outfield, in the left field in particular, and at the DH spot. You're hoping Marcelo Zuna can give you something, anything this year. So I would say, you know, infield depth, outfield depth is very key. I like the, I actually like the outfield depth a little bit better if you play those guys in the right spots. And again, I do think Rosario has a little bit of a bounce back year. But that leads to the question, is this the end of the offseason for the Braves? Their 40-man roster is complete. Do they do anything else? I've been talking for a while now. I think if they can stay under that luxury tax, they will, and they're about 3, 4, 5 million away from that depending on what projections you look at. I think they could be done unless something falls into Alex's lap. I don't see anything on the free agent market. That really makes the Braves that much better, unless Carlos Correa is suddenly available once again. There's just nothing on the free agent market that I think is really an upgrade for the Braves and is really worth them going into the tax for. You could say bring on an Elvis Andrews or uh, Jose Iglesias, and I wouldn't hate it for the depth. As I said, I think infield's one spot where they could use some more depth that, but it's nothing. There's nothing out there free agent wise significantly that will go to that will. You'll make the roster that much better. Um, as I am talking here, there's a little bit of breaking news with the Atlanta Braves as they do sign Sean Murphy to a six year contract worth $73 million that runs through the 2028 season. So, we do get that extension for Sean Murphy that we have hinted at for a while. I'm going to put a, a pin in this and I'm going to come back. We're going to talk about that and then we'll get back into the 40 man roster, but I do need to talk about this Sean Murphy extension uh, real, real quick and just cover that with you. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net betonline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season as the NFL NFL gears up for the postseason, You got the college football, Playoffs about to start this weekend. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check out on all your favorite games and events, including NFL, NBA, MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Betonline where the game starts. I'm really excited about this new sponsor. We talked about them last week as well. It's Big Dog Speakers. I got a package in the mail. We didn't even know they were sending me anything. Turned out to be two of the most high quality Bluetooth speakers that I have ever heard or listened to. We really enjoyed them over the Christmas weekend, cranking up the holiday tunes. They were so easy to set up with the Bluetooth. And again, just cranking out amazing music really uh clear quality audio the scout from big doc speakers is a portable bluetooth speaker specifically designed in augusta georgia so local here in the south it delivers huge clear sound extraordinary battery life and tons of connectivity options all at a competitive price the big doc scout has a maximum volume of 105 decibels and that is for real we have tested it out uh, while still maintaining clear, high quality sound, um, the Big Dog Scout is the brand's inaugural model and it goes big with features that include that 105 decibel max volume, as I pointed out, 40 watts, waterproof, charges other devices as well, which is nice. 15 hours of playback. You can pair two of them together for enhanced audio, which Again, hopefully the neighbors don't call. The police saw me, but it is just these speakers are honestly amazing. The Big Scout is now available online at BigDogSpeakers.com at just $99 per speaker. Get 20% off with the promo code LOCKEDON. For more information on Big Dog Speakers, visit BigDogSpeakers.com. So again, I want to jump into the breaking news for the Atlanta Braves, as they wrap up sh- catcher Sean Murphy to a six-year contract worth $73 million. This runs through the 2028 season, so Braves buy out the three years that he has in ar- arbitration left and then also three more free agent seasons, which is just truly uh, an incredible deal for the Atlanta Braves, one of the best catchers in uh, in all of baseball, especially defensively. Uh, the, just reading off the press release here, the deal includes a $15 million club option with no buyout for 2029. So they get another $15 million option for 2029 that has no buyout atta- attached to it. That's amazing. So this could be a seven-year deal. Uh, that would make it a seven-year, $88 million deal. Uh, Murphy will make $4 million in 2023, $9 million in 2024, and $15 million in 2025 through 2028 and this is just again another great move by Alex Anthopoulos as he's locking up another position a long term for the Atlanta Braves uh as we you know go throughout the rest of this decade you now just have an amazing core that is, that is with this team to help hopefully build another championship right now so again I love this move you kind of always thought that it was probably going to happen um you know once the trade trade was made you thought there was a good chance that the Braves and Alex Anthopoulos would look to to lock up Sean Murphy long term and now you've done that you know you now have Murphy, Acuña, Ozzy Albies, Michael Harris, Olsen, Riley, position players that are locked up for a long time in Atlanta uh it's just it's really fun to see this type of thing happen i think it's a A great deal. Um, Now, one thing I knew need to look at and do some math on really quickly is what the AA for this turns out to be because that's important for uh, when you look at the collective bargaining or when you look at the uh, sorry, look at the luxury tax. I'm not a big multitasker here. So you're looking at just over 12 million annually. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what this does to the Braves' luxury tax number. Again, they were really. Close to it, and again, the luxury tax it combines the AAV of every contract that you have. It doesn't go, you know, because he's only going to make four million in 2023, but it goes by the AAV, so it puts that at 12 million towards the luxury tax. So again, I have to do, I have to do the math on this and, and come back, but I gotta imagine that's if it doesn't take the Braves into the tax, it's going to be very close, and if the Braves are going to go into the tax. I feel like there's got to be something else that, that they do this offseason in order to upgrade this roster. So incredible deal. Thank you to double to A, who says it's about 12 million a year. Thinks uh math is, is hard. Um, but 12 million a year for a guy who was a top three catcher all of last year, who's coming into his prime. I think this is an amazing deal for for the Atlanta Braves and you know good deal for Sean Murphy look everybody talks about these extensions that the Braves do and how do they get them done it, it's it's great for the player you never know what's going to happen the Braves don't know what's going to happen in these contracts they're hoping these players continue to play at the level they're capable of throughout the entirety of it and you know that they're end up you know making them look great on that contract but somebody could get injured somebody could Regress and these players now have security. Um, Sean Murphy's 28 years old, so you know, this is going to take him into his mid 30s. I mean, this may be his last or his only, you know, real big contract that he's going to get. And Braves get him for under a hundred million dollars. You look at what Wilson Contreras just signed with the Cardinals, he got 97 million dollars. So I think this is a, a good deal. It's It's less than what JT you know, Real Muto was getting, which is what I thought might be a, um, you know, a good comparison as far as what Sean Murphy could get. Um, You know, JT Real Muto is making 23 million a year and I'm not trying to compare Sean Murphy to JT Real Muto, but I mean, you look at the, you know, defensive comparison and Murphy getting better at the plate as well. I mean, that's, I think this is a really good deal for the Atlanta Braves, and I see some of you commenting as well. Um, Champ 2021 uh, says this is a good deal to lock him into that AAV long-term. Um, again, yeah, we're looking, talking about 12 million AAV overall. That's not not all that terrible. Um, AG7 says, they're projected to have 226 million before this if ARB projections are correct for Freed and AJ. This would put them about 235, which would obviously be over the 233 luxury tax. Um And it, that's what Annabella Self had asked this extension, put us in the luxury tax, love the extension. I'm kind of thinking it does. Again, a lot of it, it's all projection right now because of the arbitration proj- process that's still going on. But I got to think this takes them into the tax. You're going from a player who is projected to make Four million this year, or even, or no, he's projected to make two and a half million. So even the four million you were going to pay him this year was more than he was projected to get in arbitration. But now you take the entire AAV, which is 12, over twelve million. I got to think this takes them into the tax at this point. Um, looking at some more of the comments on the Murphy extension, uh, Daniel Painter Murphy extended Diego. Uh, Talking about the Murphy extension as well. Yeah, I just I just think it's a uh, Disney for for the wind says, I'm so happy to see a Murphy in an Atlanta uniform again. That's a great point. I thought about that the other day when I was I kept writing down Murphy in my my show notes. And, um, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch Dale Murphy, but I get to at least watch another version of Murphy in Atlanta Um, stride. Strider or D13 says why do we, why do we keep Darno? um Darno was a, getting ready to transition into that backup. Darno may be the leader of this team or one of the leaders of this team. I think you keep him you know for that and he's really good. He was an all-star last year so uh, I think it's very smart to keep Darno around. I think they try to extend him beyond this year as well. they actually have an option on him for 8 million for 2024. I would not be surprised they pick up, but he's getting to that point in his career. And he struggled with injuries as well, that he's kind of transitioning into a backup type of role. Um, sorry, looking at a couple more of these uh, comments on the, the Murphy contract, and then we'll get back into the 40 man discussion that we were talking about earlier. Um, but yeah, I, I, just overall, my initial thoughts on this, and again, it's it's breaking live here, so I apologize if a little bit disjointed, but that is a, a big deal. The Atlanta Braves lock up Sean Murphy long-term, along with the rest of this Braves core. Just another amazing move by Alex Anthopoulos and the staff to just get this core together. So now, position player-wise, you're talking about catcher, first base, second base, third base, center field, and right field that is locked up for, you know, 2027, 2028 for most of these guys. I mean, get ready to having a lot of off seasons where there's not much to talk about. And if Von Grissom is the answer at shortstop, that is locked up through, you know, at least 2027, 2028 as well. So you're talking about left field being the only spot that is not, you know, locked up for the pretty much the rest of this decade right now so love this for the atlanta braves thought it might happen at some point here it happens in the middle of recording a live podcast so excited to be able to break that news or talk about that breaking news here with all of you but now i want to jump back into the 40-man conversation uh as well we'll talk about that here after the break New Year's is coming up. You got to be very careful. You're out with friends. You're putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride, but you decide not to. You think you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. And what are the odds of you getting pulled over anyway? And if you get pulled over, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car or you end someone's life or your own. Forever, drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. So I wanted to get back into the roster discussion. And then if we want to talk some more about the Sean Murphy extension, we can. But my initial question is, are the Braves done? Have they done enough? I think they are pretty much done adding to the roster. Maybe they'll extend a few more guys, but I think the roster is pretty much set at this point unless something falls into alex and Dabla's lap unless a trade comes up that just makes too much sense look the sean murphy trade he thought it was done it was over with and then things happened and it came back around to him and a deal you know ended up coming together so it's not out of the question that another trade could come up that you know he's got he's got some irons in the fire out there and if a phone call happens and things start to ramp up would not surprise me he's going to do whatever it takes to upgrade this team to try to make it better for next year that makes sense for the long term so again it wouldn't surprise me if another deal happens but i think for now i would not be surprised if this is the roster going for the most part going in to the season now is that enough that is the next obvious question i've been preaching all off season that I thought this roster was enough you know, going into the offseason to at least compete, and I still believe that. You look at Fangraph's projections, it has the Braves with the fourth most war among position players based on current depth charts. That has the Mets at the top at 54, obviously, but that is also with the Carlos Correa signing, which is in question right now. We'll talk about that in a second. They have the Yankees second at 53.2, the Padres at 52.5, the Braves at 50.5, that's with left field and DH being the only positions on the Braves projected to have less than three war, 1.1 in left field and 1.0 or one even at the DH position. Now, part of that is they have Von Grissom being a, over a three war player. Those projections are based off a very small sample size from last year, so I did want to give that caveat. The Raids are next at 50.1, and the Blue Jays, Astros, Dodgers, Cardinals, Guardians, and Phillies So, again, just with what the Braves have, they're already projected to have the fourth most wins uh, uh, based on their current um, roster right now. Who can be cut? Who can be DFA'd? Um, There's two roster spots, and somebody asked about this in the the chat section. Um, But as soon as players are able to go on the IL, which is usually not until about a week before the season starts, you're going to have Matzic and Enoa go on the IEL, and that'll open up two roster spots. I would think if there's somebody that needs to be cut, uh, Lewin Diaz is probably the first one to go. He's already been cut a couple of times this off season. Um, Colby Aller, Michael Tonkin, Seth Ellidge, Hoy Park, Jordan Luplow, are other players that could be cut. I don't want to. I like the depth those guys give you, but I don't think anybody would lose sleep if the Braves had to DFA any of those players. There's also the ability to cut Ozuna as well to open up a 40-man roster spot. I don't think Alex wants to do that and eat that much money, but you could open up a roster spot that way. You also look at who is out of options. Um, Dennis Santana, Luen Lu- 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 Diaz, Sam Hilliard, and Michael Tonkin are all out of options. Something to consider as you look think about roster construction going into the year and also who can be, you know, DFA'd. A um, couple of news items, just real quickly. Nathan Navaldi signed a two-year, $34 million deal with the Rangers, third-year vesting option. I know some people wanted him to go to the Braves. I never saw it as a fit, especially since he has that qualifying offer attached to him. Uh, and the Braves, you know, need to rebuild and restock that farm system. So I never saw them going after him. He goes to the Rangers who continue to build that rotation there. Pirates get Rich Hill on a one-year $8 million deal. I could see the Braves signing a veteran pitcher, and I haven't looked to see what's left out there, but if they get a veteran pitcher for you know, less than $5 million, especially if they're over the luxury tax now, you might as well spend a little bit more. Uh, I could see them doing that, and maybe even get somebody on another one of those split contracts they've been handing out this offseason. And I talked about the Correa deal a couple of times. That deal still appears to be on hold. We haven't heard much about that. Um, but right now it's on hold because of the medical issues. So he could be back out there. See some of you in the chat section talking about the Braves going after Carlos Correa. I still don't see it, especially with the, uh, the medicals, the questions of medicals. But if you wanted to do a shorter deal at a high AAV the Braves, like I said, could be over the luxury tax at this point. Um, maybe, maybe we'll see, uh, that would certainly be a big upgrade for the roster all right and jump back into the the comments here see if there are any other questions or just comments on the Sean Murphy signing um I ultimately this is from Pierce Gilbert said do you think the Mets retain Correa or do you think they won't agree on terms I I gotta think they figure it out and get together on that uh Antoine sees why do they not bring back Adam Duvall he wasn't Nothing but a gold glove left fielder in 2021, 30 home runs. Yes, he was injured last year, but for a big upside, bring him back. Look, I wouldn't mind Adam Duvall. Um, I probably would have preferred him over Jordan Luplow, just because, uh, you know, he can play all three outfield positions. He does have big power, right-handed, but I think the Braves kind of went with the cheaper option. with Luplow, who has a strong arm, he's solid defensively as well, more so in the corners, and he has – some pop from the right side. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Adam Duval would have been a solid option. I'm not sure why they didn't go after him, somebody they're familiar with. Kwame says, This may sound crazy, but lock up Soroka long term now while his value is low. Same for Ian Anderson. Um, good point there. Usually, or we haven't at least to this point seen seen AA lock up many starting pitchers. You know, obviously they did Strider, but that was mostly just through his arbitration years. Mass Boost says, I said Murphy. Freed or both would get an extension. Now the Dansby is no longer an issue. Uh, yeah, great point. It always just seemed like Murphy would be a, an extension candidate once the Braves traded for him. So surprising that it took this long for them to get it done, uh, but they do get that deal locked up. Um, Jameson says, seeing Murphy in the Braves lineup gives me the warm and fuzzies. Um Adam W. Freed's extension is going to be a Zach Wheeler level extension or Rodon level, maybe. Look, Max Freed is gone, in my opinion. I've been on, on that for a while now. Enjoy these next two years. He's going to go get $30 million a year somewhere, and he deserves it, and he's going to get it, and I don't think it's going to be from the Braves. Um, Champ 2021 says it's all about the leadership with Travis Darno. I agree. I think it's great to keep him on the roster, and they definitely should. Um double a 3403 says I believe in Arcia Grissom. I hope so. Cause I think that's it right now. Strider says I want Eddie and Ozuna gone thoughts. Um, I'm good with getting rid of Ozuna and I wouldn't, I mean, it, if you could trade Eddie and free up that 9 million, that's owed to him. I wouldn't hate that, but I do think Eddie has a little bit of a bounce back season, but it's not like he's great defensively. I think he mostly needs to be the DH. So I, I wouldn't mind getting rid of, of Eddie, but I also think he could be at least league average next year with the bat. Um, Leslie Anderson says great deal for the Braves, locking up Sean Murphy. Jameson said left field is going to be an issue this year. I, I think so as well. John Lee with all these $1 million deals, we could have had signed someone worth signing. Jackson is a scrub. Um, look they signed upside and and nick anderson i like that move and i like jackson stevens because like i talked about at the top what he can give you in the role that he plays yeah he's not going to be that shut down seventh eighth inning guy but it's important to have those mop up guys over 162 you're not going to put them on your postseason roster but they are important over the course of a season JL says if rosario can hit left field will be okay i agree and i think he he has to hit better than he did last year. And Look, the guy couldn't see for the first month of last season. It's not like he was great when he came back. But, um, again, I think full off season to, to rest and heal and adjust to the surgery, I think he'll be fine. Um, Adam W., I always feel like Rosario and Ozuna can bounce back. We will see. They have years of good performance. It's possible. William Fulham says, don't want Correa with the leg. Not worth it. It's interesting because the leg injury – I think happened before he was even in the big leagues. Um, actually listen to a locked on Mets and you should go over and give them a listen. Ryan does a great job with that podcast. And he kind of broke down what was going on with the medicals there. Very weird scenario. I definitely would not sign him to uh, more than 10 years, but I think he could be fine in the short term. Um, JL Duvall is going to the Mets probably. Um, I don't that doesn't scare me as much as I wouldn't mind them getting the Braves getting Duval back. It doesn't scare me if you were to go to the the Mets. Um Keith Connolly, uh, get ProFar, helping left and shortstop. Don't know how much shortstop Profar has played lately. I mean, could certainly give you some depth there. Um, it wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't mind ProFar for the bench if you're gonna use them in that type of utility role. Um Pierce Gilbert says with Correa, do you think the Mets still have the upper hand in the East? I would rather New York to take number one. So the Braves have the advantage being a wild card. I do. And I have said when the Mets signed Correa, that that was the cherry on top. At that point, the Mets were just replacing what they lost last year, Correa. And even Steve Cohen said this, this was the, that was the signing that took them over the top. So without Correa, I'd probably say it's at least even. Cause like I said, the Mets just replaced what they had last year. The Braves, you could argue, have maybe taken a step back, especially defensively at shortstop. Not that I think Von Grissom is going to be terrible. I know uh, Joe Me at the top was talking about that as well, that he thinks Von Grissom will be fine at shortstop and maybe, um, but that is a either way, it's going to be a step back. He's not going to win a Gold Glove next year. But to answer the question, Pierce, I think without Correa, Braves and Mets are a lot more even. Uh, if then rather if the Mets have Correa, I would definitely give them the edge. Greg Harris, I believe in Rosario and Vaughn and feel they will be solid going forward. I think cutting Ozuna and eating that money to free up a spot. They could certainly do that if they wanted to free up a spot. Uh, they could cut Ozuna, but he's making a lot of money and money. Unfortunately plays in as a big factor when deciding those things. Um, William says Braves win the East for the sixth time. Go back to Pierce's comment too. He talked about. The Mets getting that division so the Braves get an advantage being the wild card. The The Astros didn't win the wild card. They, are, they won their division. They didn't go to the wild card. So I still think it's beneficial to win your division. Um, I just think the Braves, I think they checked out mentally after that Mets series and uh, just did not show up in the postseason. But they got to figure that out because I still think it's a benefit to win your division more often than not. Um, DDM says, Sean Murphy has worked 12 million a year in this market. Solid deal for the Braves. I think it's an outstanding deal. Uh, Jameson says, I'm a bra- fan of bringing back Duvall. All of you are. Look, I've had so many comments this offseason about fans wanting to bring Duvall back. I didn't realize how much, um, how much Braves fans loved him. Mass Boost said Lepelo has more power against left handed pitching. Lepelo 279 ISO to Duvall's 237. So, yeah, like I said, I mean, he's he has really good power, especially against left handed hitters. I think if I'm you know correct in this, there's one really good year he had against left handed pitching outside of that. Uh, it's more kind of you know good, but not great. Um, Jimmy Brenneman says, I'd love to see Iglesias handle short for a year and have Grissom get a full year of short in AAA. I honestly would not mind that Um, unless Grissom just comes into spring training and he just looks excellent at shortstop, which is possible. Uh, I would not mind the Braves getting a stopgap shortstop and let him just continue to work on things at the AAA level. I, I would not hate it. I think you're fine everywhere else offensively now look if they did that and iglesias got hurt and rco wasn't able to to handle it full time then you got to bring grissom up that's you know that is what it is but i would not hate it because i think the braves can handle it and you know Glacius has good bat to ball skills, just not going to give you any any power um magic eclipse 110 says what's your thoughts on spencer strider i love him i think he's going to be an ace possible cy young Winner is definitely a contender um, going forward. I, I think he takes over the ace role for the Braves, especially when Freed leaves in a couple of years. Um William Bulldog says Mets will always Mets, even in signing Correa. It's just the facts. <laughs> they blow it always. I hope so. You got to think they get over at that point. Look, the Braves couldn't get out of the first round for, what, 20 years before they finally punched through and then ended up winning a world series, so the Braves kind of had that moniker as well for a while. Um, double A says, I like the person who does locked on Yankee, she is funny. Yeah, Stacy is great. Uh, I would advise you to go listen to a lot of locked on podcasts, there's a lot of great hosts out there. Um, yeah, some of you coming in about the uh, the, the Sean Murphy signing. See, Joe Wild was excited about it, he's wild about it. Um, JL, the Mets will probably give Duval. Four years, $500 million contract. Duvall has become a topic of discussion for tonight. Um, Joe Wild, Jake, how do you feel about the Sean Murphy extension? Go back to the second segment, but overall, I love this deal. I think it's amazing to lock up a catcher of that quality for $12 million a year. Um, so I do want to just read this. I'm kind of reading through its tweets right now. Um, David O'Brien says the AAV of Murphy just over twelve million puts the Braves over the two hundred thirty three dollar luxury tax salary cap, at least barring any moves to unload salary. Their actual payroll for twenty twenty three is about two hundred and ten million, and then he followed up and said that's projected over two hundred thirty three million. That's including arbitration raises, raises, unsigned ARB guys, um, but it's not by much. And this I'm just reading this from David O'Brien's tweet. And, and again, going over slightly wouldn't cost much. Um, yeah, it's, to me, it's never been about going over the cost of going over. The cost of going over is not that significant, but it does get significant the more times you do it, especially if you do it a third year in a row. And I do think there's going to be years coming up where the Braves are going to have to go over. Uh, so you start that clock now, you know, it becomes a little bit more costly the more times you do it in a row and there's going to be years where like the dodgers are now where maybe you have to take a step back because you want to get under that luxury tax so if you could avoid it for another year i honestly think it's a good idea but you got an opportunity to win a world series there's something out there that makes sense then you go do it um Annabella Sell says, do you worry about the team getting off to another slow start like last season? I think that was mostly due to losing Freddie, but hope it's not the case after losing Dansby. I I think the slow start to the last season had more to do with, first of all, the balls were not traveling. Uh, I know that's an excuse, but uh, I can remember sitting up in left field and watching, I believe it was Adam Duval hit a, hit a ball that I thought was going to be 10 rows deep. It got to the wall and just absolutely dropped the Braves are built around home runs and they weren't getting those and they weren't getting those with runners on base early. Also think a little bit, it was world series hangover. I mean, for the first month or so there, they're just getting, you know, praise celebrating. You're still reflecting on that world series championship. You are losing Freddie and that's probably part of it, but I think it mostly had to do with the fact that the balls weren't traveling as much and just a little bit of a world series hangover. Um, All right. A couple more here. Adam W. Do you think that since we are into the luxury tax that we will spend a little more and stay in the tier one bracket, like signing an AJ Pollock rate to 10 million? And yeah, this is what I, I said earlier when we talked about the Murphy extension is that if this does take you into the tax and it looks like it's projected to do so, then go spend something else. Go get Elvis Andrews, go get Jose Iglesias, go get AJ Pollock, you know, stay in that first, you know, threshold or, or don't, it's not my money. I don't care. But, I just got to think if you're going to if you're going to go into that first tax the the over the tax on it is not that big you might as well go up into that 253 million dollar threshold uh, before the tax does go up so I would I I would think that if you're going to go over you might as well just continue to do so at least in that first bracket between 233 and 253 million. All right, I think I'm going to cut it off right there for the night. went a little longer because we had the breaking news of the Sean Murphy extension. Thank you so much for jumping in here. had a lot of you come on late to talk about the Murphy extension. If you missed it, we talked about it in the second segment. But thank you so much for joining the podcast tonight. Thank you for making Lockdown Braves your first listen. For your next listen, go check out Lockdown Sports Today podcast. They talk about the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. You can follow me at ShortstopBall. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. and we will talk to you next time.